Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 44 of Casting the Net. Today's episode is the sixth installment in the series on Lent, and this one is probably the best, in my opinion. They talk about freeing yourself from mediocrity. They've got a great baseball analogy, so any of you sports fans out there, you're going to love that. They talk about sacrifice being opportunistic and getting to know the saints. This one's packed with great information. We hope you enjoy episode 44, Casting the Net. Hi, I'm Father Dave Nuss, together with Father of Four, Rick Lingva. Welcome to Casting the Net. We are in search for catching the faith. You know, this is great. I was just perfectly vague with the approach to this episode. Friends, this is, oh, this is Father Dave. Are we Dave. on? No, we're on. <laughs> okay, all right. We're on. I'm ready. We're on. And my poor uh, uh, friend and, and co-host Rick is just trying to make sense of, of my... Um, rambling well I, that's how i spend 90 percent of my day just trying to make sense of what's going on around me so i'm, I'm used to it don't don't sweat it you you get daily reps with those kids of yours so i'm nothing who, at all for you who are these people am i related to them he, he's rick i'm father dave you, you've you've tuned into the right place if you're looking for casting the net if you're looking for two guys who are just trying to try to have their uh their 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 catholic faith be more of 11 in their daily living yeah. for free we, we we couldn't pay you for this content <laughs> or we i'm sorry we couldn't ask you to pay us for this content for sure we could pay you for this content. we might we probably we, we should. probably should maybe yeah. we should we, we have we have been um enjoying an extended conversation about the season that the church designates as lent uh and it's a chance to to, to really work on the basics to really work on um reps and, and practicing yeah. the Christian faith. It's not about the multiplication of activities. It's about the transformation of one's mind and one's heart. Yeah. And as we enter into the holiest of days, these days that are set aside to be unlike any other days, which is the etymology of holy is to be set apart. So mm. that, that presupposes that we're set apart from something and we're set apart for, for something. something right both yep. of those things and i'm set apart from that which needs fixing mm. right that 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 that's the whole purpose of the season is to it, it's to deepen my love of god and to deepen my love of neighbor and to have less things within myself be preventative from that end mm-hmm. right and whatever practices of prayer and penance and almsgiving, they're only purposeful and meaningful when they serve that end. Mm-hmm. To say I did something for 40 days, who cares? Yeah. I mean, seriously, if you're not nothing to acclaim. A little different at the end of it. Than yeah. What, what was right. the point? It's, it's really the development of new habits, which for Christians, habits that are laden with goodness are mm-hmm. virtues. Mm-hmm. So it's becoming more virtuous. That doesn't mean... That doesn't mean boring. Um, it doesn't mean, um, I, I don't know, overly religious in, in, in pietistic practice and language. Mm-hmm. It's to be freed from the stuff that keeps me mediocre or worse. Amen. Amen. <laughs> um, 
And, you know, I, I just a moment ago, I was thinking about how much I love baseball. You do. <laughs> and you, you do. And you do as well. And how you enter into suffering being a Tigers <laughs> hey, fan. Hey, 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 hey. Well, there's no one who suffers like <laughs> a Guardians fan. I mean, we can't even – we got a name change on you top of everything else. Uh, now you're going to send me down a different – you know, rabbit oh, hole here. Go but back I, to the baseball. I, I just, well, no, I was gonna, I was gonna say, I, um, it wasn't too long ago when the, when the Tigers were the class of the American League. They were winning pennants and they were winning division titles. But then I stop and think, and 2013 was 10 years ago. <laughs> time, time does weird things. Your but, kids do not know a winning hey franchise. Hey, hey. someday. <laughs> but no, I, you know, if it's everything you said about, um, you know habituation and and growing in the virtues mm. um it's it's a paradox because you go back to last episode and we talked about just yeah the horrors of sin and and the the agony of um like for those who have have grown in perfection of love and and holiness just you know agonizing over what it means for somebody to sin and and yeah. what what's what's being rejected yeah um you have that on the one hand and on the other hand just you know change is is difficult you know, and that goes back to what we discussed last episode as well. You know, the story of the fall, like mm. outside of the state of grace, it's, it's not easy to rein in your emotions with, with reason and direct yeah. your will and reason toward God. Um, that's why we need special helps from God. Uh, but even then it's, it's a long slog and it, it's, it's very similar to baseball. Like if you mm. bat 300 if you succeed three out of ten times, you're you're considered a Hall of Famer. You're considered one of the right. great great hitters in baseball history. Right. And um, then, and 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 the converse of that is what? If you hit three hundred, what's the converse? Uh, you're going to fail seven out of ten times. Seven <laughs> out of ten times you fail. Yeah. Fail. Yes. <laughs> Uh, but the beauty is, as a Christian, you that that's not the last word. Yeah. Failure is not the last word. That's right. You know? That's um, right. And it's not the last word because of Christ's suffering. The events death of... Death and resurrection. That's right. why it's not the last word. Yeah, the events that we're about to enter, enter into um, in Holy Week, that's why it's not the last word. And that's why, um, of course, three out of ten isn't good enough, but... Um, you know, you, you, you grow slowly. And with divine assistance... You know, if you're honest with 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 God uh, about where you are and your own frailties and weaknesses, He can work with that. The one who is the Word of God made flesh, He speaks the last word. Mm. He comes and He does so, yeah. and He does so with the love that is poured out yeah. for you, for me, and for all humanity. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Baseball is a good analogy with the with the Christian life and a lot of. In a lot of different ways. Yeah, and it absolutely is. It 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 it's about perseverance and it's about trying and trying again. And while I didn't get a hit last at bat, by golly, I'm going to do it this time. <laughs> Tomorrow's gonna, a new day. I'm going to get back up there and swing. And the only way that I'm an utter and complete failure is to not try. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I know we've 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 trotted this one out before. Who's the French poet who uh, who said the only Real tragedy in life is not to be a saint. Is that uh, is that Peggy? No, I think it is Charles Peguet. Peguet, there you go. Right? Yeah, yeah. I think that's right. The only real tragedy in life is not to be a saint. Yeah, um, and you've got your entire life to to work on it. That's right. That's right. In 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 again, something like uh, being a saint, uh, like being holy. Don't think of it in. 
don't think of it in childish ways. Hmm. Saints are lively and um, generous and grateful and impactful, yeah. marvelously impactful wherever they are. Mm-hmm. That being a saint is not removing oneself from the world that we know it to escape from the rest of us. Yeah. But yeah. an immersion, God, God immerses those who are progressing in sanctity to infuse his grace to those who are around them. Mm-hmm. Uh, saints, the holy ones, the ones set apart by grace, they're so compelling. They're the ones we meet oftentimes in the most unlikely of places. Mm-hmm. And we say, that is a really interesting person. That is a person that I want to get to know. That's a person who intrigues me. That person has something that I find attractive, that I want more of in my life. And I might not even be able to name that, right? Yeah. But there's this, there's the, this, this positive I guess the young ones might say vibe. There's a great, <laughs> there's a great positive vibe. It's not charismatic, uh, enthusiastic, uh, um, sensational. I'm not talking about like an no. NBA game that just bombards you with loud music yeah, and lots of stimuli. Yeah, yeah, stimuli that just give yeah. me a. I'm worn out at the end of a game like that. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Have it's you met? Have you, have you met someone who? Uh... You you suspect? Oh my goodness! Is a saint will be a saint? Oh, okay. Can you name? I've been one. You know, right now, having asked that question, I'm thinking of a particular grandfather. Okay, a grandfather, whose life, uh, my 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 mom's dad, Mm -hmm. who I was so blessed to know and blessed by his influence in my life, who at a at a young age, at the age of the Great Depression. Um, sacrificed his own ambitions and career mm-hmm. to be able to scrape enough money together with his working and breaking his back, you know, mm-hmm. working mm-hmm. to get enough money together to get one of his brothers, one of his four brothers to college mm-hmm. with the idea that the favor would be able to be returned. But for those who remember or have studied the Great Depression, I should say, it was an extended period of economic distress mm-hmm. and hope did not come for a long time for many as the outbreak of the second world war would happen and life as we know it would change. So his entire life trajectory was changed by entering into sacrifice, never with resentment. In fact, he himself never spoke about that story mm. directly because he simply saw it as the right thing to do. Yeah. I had an older brother who had a dream and a desire and an opportunity. And I was in a position to be able to help make that happen. Yeah. That's the kind of person I want to be around. There's that word again, sacrifice. Yes. Yeah. Thomas Aquinas, um, and just bringing this up in the context of, um, Holy week. And of course, Christ speaks about what he's doing as a sacrifice. And, you know, it's 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 referred to afterward as well, like especially in the book in the letter of the Hebrews, it heavy, heavily yeah, sacrificial develop, imagery, developed. yeah, uh, applied to what Christ does on the cross, um, and and of course, there's a long history of uh, sacrificial ritual used in the Old Testament as well, which shows that that's you know 
two thirds of the Bible that we can't ignore. Like it's really important for Catholics to to be to stay in touch with the Old Testament, just so we can make sense out of what Christ is doing on the cross. Absolutely. But um, Aquinas points out that you know sacrifice doesn't necessarily have to be physically painful, although in Scripture it frequently is. Really, it's just, and he's he's quoting Augustine here. He says, really, it's just, it's an act of love directed toward God, mm-hmm. you know. And while your grandfather probably couldn't express what he was doing in those terms, um, you know, grace so conformed him to Christ that he 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 knew that's what he was doing. Absolutely, you, you're right. Those words might not have been spoken by him in the moment, but he was infused with strong faith, strong Catholic faith from his own parents and a witness to sacrifice mm. being something noble yeah. and and valiant and worthy, mm-hmm. not something to be avoided at all costs, yeah. but just the opposite, that with a Christian optic, a Christian point of view, a Christian perspective, sacrifice always becomes opportunistic, that the offering when it's done for the right reason, which is always a godly reason and it's mm-hmm. godly inspiration, it stands to be fruitful, yeah, not demeaning. Yeah. Well, and really, we talk about um, Christians sacrificing, and really what they're doing is, is sharing in some mysterious way in Christ's sacrifice. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's all it is. It's mm-hmm. just an extension into, Absolutely. This, into this moment, um, again, because of grace— of what Christ does on the cross, yeah. offering himself a participation the in yeah. the very act of Christ's Paschal mystery. Yeah, that's right. That's another way in which um, you know Christ's death is salvific and redemptive, is it makes us able to imitate Him by connecting us, um, you know, primarily through uh, what He sets up on Holy Thursday in the sacraments, but um, to what He does on on the cross, and so that we can we can uh, get in on what He's doing in some small mysterious way. Yeah. Yeah. So grandpa gets married. I think it was 1937. Okay. Right. 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 And the youngest of his five brothers is guy by the name of Roland. Roland will go on to become a priest. Mm -hmm. Um, six years later. I think I remember you, uh, yeah, but, Sh- sharing uh, some towering influence. In yeah, my life. really both important guy in your men. life. Yeah. Both of these men. Okay. Towering influences in my life. Yeah. Of, of, sacrifice as um, yeah. a pathway to freedom, yep. to freedom, not restriction. So at the wedding, wedding, my grandfather was Carol, went by Kelly, mm-hmm. and the priest says, do you, not Carol, do you, Roland, take Olive to oh, no. be your wife? Oh. And he says, no, no, no. I never tired of either one of those two telling that story. <laughs> <laughs> the God of surprises. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so as we as we look at individuals in our own lives, Rick, I love that you asked me that question. Thank you. Uh, is there someone who comes to your mind? And there are many who do. Sure. I chose one that the Lord, I believe, placed in my heart immediately to your question. But there, there's where we want to go. Mm. It's modeled. Yep. It's displayed. That's it's right. seen. It's experienced. Yeah. And to l- imitate yeah. those who are saints, yeah. saintly, yeah. holy. Well, that's, that's really what the word discipleship 
etymologically <laughs> is getting at. I mean, it it it, it uh, implies a kind of um, apprenticeship. And, and, you know, if you're apprenticing as a mason or a carpenter, you, you learn by watching and then imitating. Yeah. Um, you know, a very biblical image, right? I yeah. Mean, uh, but, but still effective. Yeah. It's still, yeah. you know, probably one of the best ways to, to learn anything. Is That's a to- perfect way to say that. As the word disciple means learner, but not learner sitting in a desk yeah. with a, well, my day it was a blackboard. Today it's a right. clever <laughs> touch or something. Yeah, yeah. But the apprentice, yeah, watching, learning, noticing, um, trying, mm-hmm. um, trying again, <laughs> having it explained, mm-hmm. right? A sponge just kind of taking in everything because I want to be able to excel yep. in that way one day myself. And this is wisdom that is exists outside of Christianity. Like like pagans knew this. Aristotle says something along these lines, or uh, something along. Mm-hmm. Those lines, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. you, you learn virtue by imitating yep. virtuous people. Yep. Right. So it, this has a really long pedigree, a very venerable pedigree of, um, you know, if you want to learn how to live a particular lifestyle, you, you find somebody admirable to imitate. You find a spiritual father or a spiritual mother, um, and you, you stay close. So get to know the saints, befriend the saints. Don't reduce it to a, a history report. Befriend right. them. Get to know them so that your obituary includes Thomas Aquinas. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, and I, I, one of the beautiful things about getting to know the saints is you learn um, just what a diverse crowd it is. You know, I mean, it, it's, <laughs> it's kind a of a it's kind cast of, a, of characters. It's kind of a clown car. <laughs> but yeah, but we get this, and you you alluded to it a couple of times. We get this uh, this caricature in our heads of like stuffy people who are all kind of the same. That's not the case at all. Right. Grace, grace perfects nature. It doesn't yes, destroy it. Yes, yes. So that means that the, the personality that you have, um, God's going to elevate that. He's not going to erase it yeah. and, and make you into like, if, like if you're an introvert, he's not going to erase that and make you into this like really bubbly person who you bump into it like Chick-fil-A at the drive-thru. Yeah. I love Chick-fil-A. Yeah, I'm, I'm not disparaging <laughs> them in any way, but like we, we shouldn't get the impression that like all the saints are like Chick-fil-A drive-thru workers <laughs> who just... You know, how's your day going? How you been? What's going on? <laughs> I mean, that's great. Yeah. But if you're if you're just kind of you know uh, an introverted person who kind of you know doesn't have a lot to say to that, and that you know your your way to holiness is going to look a little different. Then it's not the evisceration of who you are in your right. own personality that God has created you to right. exercise, but actually the accenting of that and the mm-hmm. highlighting of that and the development of that. Yeah that God will take who it is that you are and uh, permit it yes. with his help to be actualized, to be completed, mm-hmm. grown and developed. And he's actually counting on that because it's through that that others are going to come to know and to love and to serve him yeah. as Lord, Savior, and Messiah. Yeah. One of the, um, one of the, one of the really interesting arguments for... Um, Oh, now I'm backtracking and trying to trying to remember what this argument is for. But like uh, Aquinas and others will point out that I mean God God is God is who He is. He's, he He transcends the world. He's perfect. Um, so if if He's going to create, He's got to create like a hierarchy of different things, like a like a cornucopia of different things to to illustrate His goodness mm. and His perfections. Because mm. one one created thing isn't going to cut it. Yeah, you know, it's just not. Um, so He creates like this this beautiful array of stuff in the universe. 
Um, kind of a similar principle applies to human beings and their mm. personalities. Like, you know, God creates an incredibly diverse, you know, population of human beings. Um, and, you know, transfigured into saints, transformed into saints, they're going to look different from one another, you know, naturally and supernaturally. Um, and that's okay. That's a good thing. So find a saint who resonates with you and, uh, and, and see what their life was like. And, and, and how you can apply it to your own. He's Rick. I'm Father Dave. We're trying to become saints. We are with God's <laughs> help and with, um, with the inspiration of some of those that we've met along our way. Um, some of those that we've met in the world of time ourselves, others who we've read about and have met them spiritually. We're encouraging you to do the same, friends. We're casting the net. Friends, he's Rick. And I'm Father Dave. A dad and a priest, together trying to become better fathers by catching Christian faith. Thanks for joining us for our conversation, and we hope that you'll connect with us next week for Casting the Net.